Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I want to talk to you about sharing the last 10% today. We've been talking the last few Mondays uh, about what happens after we say amen and what do we do while we're waiting on God. And we've been basing a lot of this off of a book called After Amen by Rusty George. It was written, uh, came out during COVID and uh, just really spoke to me and uh, had him as a guest on Hope is Here a couple of years ago and got a lot of good feedback on that. And also just sharing what I've learned in uh, my 40 plus years of being a follower of Jesus about prayer and when you're waiting on God and uh, just God just has so many different ways. He, he talks to us through prayer while we're waiting. I think we learn more about God and ourselves if we're honest. And uh, just always that reminder that God's in control and we're not in control. Can I get an amen on that? But we've been talking about this the last three weeks. We've talked about on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, the first time, first week we talked about working while we wait after we've said amen and we're waiting on God, that it doesn't mean it's an inactive time. And we gave this story about how when Mary, probably Jesus' first prayer request, at least the first one we kind of saw in the Bible, and said, hey, uh, we're out of wine at this wedding. And that was a big, big deal back then because the weddings lasted for days. And whether you think wine should be drank or not, uh, back then in the culture, that was a very big norm. And uh, in fact, it was an insult if the host of the wedding, the bride and groom, their families, if they ran out of wine because people traveled for days to get there and the receptions didn't just last a few hours. It lasted for days, sometimes even a week. But uh, we talked about that and while they were waiting for Jesus to do his first miracle and and just that reminded us that we need to work while we wait. It's not an inactive time. Um, sometimes we can get paralysis by analysis. And we also need to be guilty of not doing it when we're waiting on God to answer a prayer. Second thing we talked about is, you know, after we say amen, to look at our prayers and uh, do they align with the why? You know, why are we praying this? And, you know, God's why always aligns with, does it help further his kingdom? Does it help people know about Jesus? Does it help people want to uh, help them get to God, get in a personal relationship with God through Jesus? And, you know, as followers of Jesus, we want to take as many people to heaven as we can. Amen? And so just kind of evaluating our prayers, uh, you know, hey, do they align with the why of God? And then third thing we talked about is uh, just doing the next right thing. Doing the next right thing. Sometimes the reason God's waiting to answer our prayers is that, you know, there's been something he's been talking to us about for several days, weeks, months, maybe even over a year. <laughs> uh, laughing at myself there, okay? And God's like, hey, I'm waiting for you to forgive somebody. I'm waiting you for you to, you know, make that phone call, schedule that coffee, Um Make that appointment with a counselor. Let somebody know that you're struggling with some form of addiction. Maybe it's alcohol. You just started off having a couple, uh, one glass of wine after dinner. Then a few weeks later, uh, came two glasses. Next thing you know, six months later, you're drinking almost the whole bottle and you can't stop. Or maybe it's you've got a spending issue. You're filling that God-sized shape hole in your heart with uh, stuff. And you've ran up three credit cards and you're about ready to start, start a fourth one. And, uh, or maybe it's just, uh, 
you know, you're, you're looking stuff online and something came up and next thing you know, you're looking at uh, pornography. And this is not just a struggle for men. Also, unfortunately, it's really growing uh, addiction issue for women. And so, uh, you, you know, you need to come clean and uh, just talk to somebody about it, but you keep putting it off and uh, just would encourage you to, to do that. And then the, the last thing we talked about last week was yielding the how of our prayers, yielding the how. What I mean by that is how God wants to answer the prayer. Uh, if I'm honest, reflecting over my 40 plus years of being a follower of Jesus, God hasn't always answered prayers how I thought he would. I'm sure those of you listening here, whether it's on the radio, to the podcast, or maybe you're watching on our YouTube channel, I want to remind you that you can find us on YouTube. Uh, just simply type in Hope is Here, and my name, Greg Horn, H-O-R-N, and uh, you can find most of our programs there. And hope you'll subscribe. And uh, if you've been blessed by our program, make a comment. Uh, it helps people find us easier when searching, and uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, so we've talked about the four points of action uh, we've learned from Jesus in the Bible while we're waiting uh, after we say amen. One, work while we wait. Two, align with the why. Three, do the next right thing. Four, yield the how. And today I want to talk to you about sharing the last 10%. Sharing the last 10%. And, you know, one of the reasons we, we, we want to do this series is that, you know, here's the deal. I love this quote by Corey Tim Boom, just a wonderful woman of God, a missionary. And what we're trying to do is do what I love this quote by Corey Tim Boom. She says, Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? <laughs> uh, I love that. One more time. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? In other words, is you know, is that part of your regular life, just like driving and putting your hands on the steering wheel? Or is prayer just something you go to when it's an emergency or when you where you need something from God? And so, uh, man, we're not trying to condemn anybody. You know that uh, that's definitely not uh, a focus of hope is here. Uh, and Romans 8, 1 says, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, that there's now no condemnation. But as I've shared so often over the past almost six years we've been doing Hope is Here, the number one thing I've seen in doing ministry now for over 20 years is that people are harder on themselves than God is. Another thing that uh, just kind of come to light is that we've been doing this after Amen series the past three weeks is uh, this great quote by Bruce Van Horn that I saw, your self-talk is your prayer life. Say that again. Your self-talk is your prayer life. And just want to encourage your friends to maybe just kind of take a look how you talk to yourself. You know, I want to remind you, some of you are so hard on yourself and you say, I'm stupid. I can't do anything right. I'm ugly. I'm dumb. And, you know, just words that we use that the enemy loves to make us be critical of ourselves. And I just want to remind you today, the Bible says we are made in the image of God. And so I just want to encourage you to maybe take a look at that. But I used to work at Foodtown Grocery Store when I was in high school. It was my first job. Then in college, I got promoted to assistant manager. And I remember working one day, and uh, we were really busy. And so I was sacking the groceries uh, one of the checkout lanes. And the six-year-old little boy was in the checkout lane with his mom. And they were regular customers. They knew the cashier. Uh, she we both have been working there for a while, and so they were regular customers. And while the cashier's scanning the items and the mom and her talking, all of a sudden the little boy pipes up and says, Hey, lady, 
Did that nose come with those glasses? <laughs> oh, I can laugh now, but whoo, that was an awkward moment. And, uh, you know, totally inappropriate, but I have to admit it was kind of even funny then. And even the cashier laughed because uh, she did have these black glasses and she did have a little bit of a prominent nose. And so it did look a little bit like the Groucho Marx nose and sunglasses, or not sunglasses, but glasses that you get. Sometimes people wear uh, to costume parties. But, you know, on a, on a more serious note, it seems like the older we get, the more we have to work at, at that type of honesty. Obviously, uh, that was inappropriate how that little boy said, that, hey, you know, you look like Groucho Marx with those. And But, you know, as we get older, I think it's harder sometimes to be honest with people. Uh, don't obviously need to do it the way that young man did it, that six-year-old little boy. But I have to admit as a people pleaser that sometimes I'm not, uh, you know, I don't share when I say I'm not completely honest. I don't lie, but I don't really share everything. And, uh you know, uh, my friend Rusty George that wrote this book after Amen, he has a saying at the uh, church where he's lead pastor is, uh, give me the last 10% after he has a meeting with somebody, uh, where they're at the end of it. He says, hey, give me the last 10%. He's saying, in other words, most of us are about 90% honest with each other. But it's the last 10% that is so crucial. It's in the final 10% where we get clear and real with one another. And it's from the last 10% that real change and understanding can happen in our lives. So why don't we go ahead and share it? I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, you go to lunch with a couple people and uh, somebody shares some of their struggles. And quite often we say, oh, man, that's so bad. I really hate that. Um, you know, of course you're right. and They're wrong. And then later we get in the car, we text the other person that's with us and say, man, what were they thinking? And, you know, that's kind of what I'm talking about, the last 10% there. That sometimes, because the people pleasers like me, we don't really just share that last 10% because it might sting a little bit. And, you know, often, sadly, the last 10% that we share with everyone, uh, we share it with everyone but the one person who really needs to hear it. And as I was putting this message together and I preached it at Gardenside Christian Church where I'm pastor here in Lexington, uh, you know, God really convicted me that I need to do a better job at sharing the last 10% because of, you know, not uh, of being concerned about hurting other people's feelings. But I have to say, as I evaluate that, the reason I don't sometimes is because I've tried doing that in the past. And sometimes when I do that, people get really offended. And we do live in a world where it's easy, it seems like, for people to get offended. And I want to remind you, you know, the Bible says, speak the truth, but you got to do it in love. That's the last part of that verse. Speak the truth in love. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just speaking the truth. But they forget those next two words it says in the Bible, speak the truth in love. But i got to ask you a question today. If somebody shared the last 10% with you, would you be able to receive that without getting offended? Maybe even getting emotional? I think sometimes that's the reason why people won't share the last 10%. And I know I'm hesitant at times. But I think when we keep waiting for a perfect time, um, it never gets there. And I'm so thankful when a trusted friend or a family member that I know actually shares the last 10% because that's how I grow. That's how I grow. And... You know, I can remember a few years ago that uh, I had a friend that uh, 
I was uh, interviewing for a job, and he's a close friend of mine. He, I know he's a man of prayer, and we went to lunch, and he asked what was going on, and we just shared. And then we got done and said, hey, I got a job interview coming up uh, uh, that I think really could be a good fit for me, and wanted him to pray about it. So fast forward, a couple months went by, and winds up it got down to me and one other person, but I did not get the position. And I was a little disappointed, but, you know, God, that just obviously thought what you had for me. Well, then I wound up having a conversation with my friend, and he just uh, he reached out to me, actually, and just wanted to check in. And then he just said, man, I just got to come clean about something. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, that job opportunity, you asked me to pray for you about a couple months. He goes, I don't know why, but a week later I was talking with somebody, and they needed a job, and um, I just – this opportunity you shared me seemed like a great fit. And so I just told them about it and they applied and he said, uh, I just found out, man, uh, uh, a day ago that he got the job. And he said, man, I've just felt awful because if I hadn't told him about it, you probably would have got that job. So I gotta be honest. Yeah, that stung a little bit, but at the same time, I thankfully was mature enough since it was just a few years ago when that happened that uh, I just kind of took you know a breath, you know, and thought, how would I want to be treated if I was doing what he did? And I just said, you know, man, I really appreciate your honesty. I'm thankful that uh, you told me and uh, our friendship will get to another level because of this, because uh, your honesty and truth. And uh, I do forgive you. And he just said, man, I so appreciate it. And I felt awful, but I just wanted to come clean with you. And. Friends, that's sharing the last 10% there. And fortunately, I was mature enough to be able to receive that his last 10% there. And our friendship is uh, still going strong this day. I will say on a more humorous note as we wrap up this story and program today that one of my brothers just said, well, I think that's great, but uh, next time if you ever have a job opportunity, you may not ask him to pray about it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, we're out of time, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we're going to continue looking at After Amen while we're waiting on God and sharing the last 10%. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Feeling a little blue this holiday season? Struggling with depression or anxiety? Feeling a little hopeless? Join Greg Horn, Stacey McDonald, and other mental health advocates in Lexington on Saturday, December 2nd for the State of Mind Gospel of Mental Health Conference as they share on how you can go from hopeless to hopeful. To register and find out more information, go online at thegospelofmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelofmentalhealth.org.